Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of the stay-at-home edition of KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live from, well, wherever you can shelter in place, because that's what everybody's got to do at this current time. Welcome to Coronavirus Episode 2. Uh, I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me is, of course, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Honest Abe. And, of course, Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello. Yeah, I had, I had a little snafu I got to cover. All right. Yes, welcome. And, of course, uh, joining us, uh, we woke him up. He was happy about it. Uh, Mr. Eric Espinoza of Espinoza Scars. Eric, thanks for getting up this morning on a lovely Saturday and quarantining yourself in your office. Lovely Saturday and nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. Absolutely. I mean, this is the best thing I've done in about, <laughs> about three weeks. <laughs> Joe, something to do. Have you shut the warehouse down? Have you guys been operating as usual? What has been the standard operating procedure at Espinosa Cigars? Well, my son lives half a block, and uh, mm-hmm. we're still we're still shipping, and this is just him and I. You know, mm-hmm. I don't allow anyone else to come over here, so it's just him and I, and. And, you know, the uh, we get orders. We're still getting orders. You know, the catalog companies are doing phenomenal. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the brick and motors are suffering, you know. But, um, you know, we're shipping, man. We have to try to keep these, uh, you know, the doors open, you know. When I, when all this is said and done, you know, we're trying to stay in business. Uh, and now have you seen an uptick in certain things people are ordering at all? Or is it just a usual continuation of con- regular orders? People are smoking more. I, mm-hmm. I mean, because they're staying home. They're, they're smoking a lot more. Um, you know, uh, are we selling more cigars? Yeah, to the bigger companies. Because, you know, unfortunately, like I said earlier, you know, the, a lot of the brick and motors are, are closed. So, uh, and bigger cigars. Because before, you know, you don't have the time. You you know, you, you smoke uh, like a little Corona, you know, at your lunch break or what have you. And now you see bigger sizes uh, selling. See, that was what I was getting at. I was wondering if people are actually getting more time for smoking larger double Coronas, things of that nature. So, interesting. So that's definitely a thing. Or at least you're seeing anyway. Yeah, you know. Are you having any trouble getting shipments from Nicaragua at this time or, or no? Well, the factory's closed down in Nicaragua because of Easter also. Um, I got a shipment uh, three days ago. Uh, um so no, I, I haven't had any any problems just yet. I don't think anybody has, you know. So it's a uh, business as usual so far. Are you are you gonna open up a regular schedule this week? Um, you mean by regular schedule? Well, I was talking with George Padron yesterday. He called me and he said, you know, the factories their factories reopening up tomorrow, but they're reopening up on double double shifts. He said. Um. You know, I don't know exactly what what's going on out there. A you know, being a communist country, I know they don't give their they don't give their people the, the correct information. You know, uh, I was told that the kids are still going to school and all that. So, um, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, I I heard that they had uh, one of the big uh, companies, one of the big factories. Uh, that, you know, they had to get rid of like uh, half of their their employees just because of the separation factor. Um, so my place isn't that big, but if I got to move things around and have people roll, you know, uh, in the bathroom or whatever, you know, we're going to roll it. You understand? <laughs> I wouldn't say the bathroom. I don't want, you know, the hygiene, whatever, <laughs> but we're going to do what we got to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but I really don't know the laws. What's, what's going on down there. They don't talk. They give you very little information. It's, it's hard to have the peers work 
six feet apart? How does that even work? Sure, they're side by side. Most of them are really good friends um, or even family members. You know, I don't think they'll have a problem with it. Again, I don't think anybody on there has a problem with it because they don't give them the right information. They don't know what's going on. You know, the sure. TV, they play what whatever they want them to hear, uh, uh, you know. Bro. Uh, what's the difference? We don't know what's going on here. It's the same well, shit. Well, that, that's true, too. It's the same shit. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, we just we just think we know what's going on because of the news, but we don't really know mm. what's happening. All right. So, I mean, it is what it is, but we're going to continue doing, making cigars and, and you know, and shipping out to, you know, they tell us that we got to close the doors. I'm sure everybody there is very happy just to be working, as a, most people in, or what, 17 million Americans are currently out of work now, and I'm sure everybody there is just happy to have a job. There's, there's going to be a lot of, of great people without a job when this is all said and done, so um, the opportunity is going to be there to hire some incredible people. Yeah, I mean, they, they said, Adam's right, last night they said 17 million people are without work now, and and because of this, I mean, it wasn't uh, you know, it's nobody's fault except for yeah, coronavirus, sure. but it's a staggering number when things were going so well. Yeah, it, 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 it's horrible. I mean, you, you know, our goal here is to try to make enough money to, to, to maintain, you know, your employees. You know, it's, it's no fault of that. It's not their fault, you know, uh, um, and I'm sure you guys are no different. You know, um, we got to do what we got to do to keep the doors open, you know, to keep doing things because i've had guys with me since day one you know right um right. and i'm going to do everything possible to, to to keep going so since this has happened has this put a damper on your plans for lazona palooza 2020 at all absolutely not i uh, i mean i if i fall i fall forward i don't fall backwards you understand mm -hmm. has it put a damper no i mean we haven't planned for it but you know the date still open now we got to wait and see to how long you know uh, this is going to last. But, uh, you know, people look forward to this. There's people that already picked the vacation time for Arizona Palooza, and I'm not going to let them down. So we're going to continue, you know, we're going to continue to make it happen. But that's not till fall. That's till November. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So have, uh, has any of this put any ham hampering on any plans you had on new releases possibly? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Listen, we have an elite uh, club, you know, that mm -hmm. we have a bunch of members on there, you know. And they're supposed to get their package, but, you know, uh, like the band guy's not working, the guy that makes the bands, you know, the box mm -hmm. guy, you know, the this, yeah. the that, you know, y yes, it's it's been it's been hard for for, for now. So, but uh, like I told everybody before, everyone's going to get what, you know, what we promise. Uh, it might take a little bit longer, but everyone's going to get what we promised them. That's funny. Absolutely. You don't even think about that. That's like something I, I didn't even think of. We were talking to um, Rocky last week about, um, you know, whether or not there was a bar shortage. And uh, well, yeah, we did talk about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but but we didn't, I didn't even think about the, the bands and the box manufacturers that they're that, you know, they're they could be closed. So, geez. So, you, well, listen, you could still release stuff. Just get some masking tape and, and get a marker and, you know, write the name on there. Uh, dude, <laughs> it's, 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 it's horrible. It, it really is, you know. <laughs> but we got to keep doing what we're doing, man, you know. It, it, go ahead. Uh, uh, you know, it makes people crazy, bro. I, I, I saw a good friend of mine, you know, uh, paint his wife's toenails, you know. <laughs> while, while, while staying home, dude. while staying home, bro, you know, 
This is making everybody crazy, bro. You know? Got to do what you got to do sometimes, I guess. But all right. Oh. Keeping the peace, brother. Keeping the peace. <laughs> what was with the all one right. thumb painted, Abe? Were you testing the, the nail polish first? She wa- she wanted to see what it would look like. Now now I call this my COVID thumb. <laughs> I mean, I'm, a, I'm serious. I may keep this forever blue to remind me of the COVID-19 trauma and time that we've gone through in life. I'm debating. I may find a stencil and put 19 in it just as a reminder. <laughs> when you see it, do you feel like like you, you hit your your thumb or, or something that you messed it up or something like <laughs> yeah. that? It looks yeah. Like, it looks like yeah. The first couple of days, like I would glance down and go, oh, my God. When I, I saw I smashed my thumb somewhere and forgot, you know, but you know, it's kind of catching on me. So I might, I might keep it as, as a uh, mental marker of this time. It's very rock star. Yeah, listen, it ain't the worst thing I've ever done. I I dressed up in complete drag for Pete's sakes. What the heck's the thumb? <laughs> I I saw that. Eric, you keep you keep bringing it up as if like you're somehow obsessed with it. I'm not. I'm not and obsessed you, with it. I'm just saying you never let it go. I think I think deep down it's something you want to do. You're the one that brought it up. I know. I but you won't let it go. So I, I'm really thinking you just really want to do it. You just no, too, no, too shy. Don't. You're too afraid to admit it, dude. We'd all <laughs> listen. Everybody no. would still love you and smoke your cigars. Listen, your your problem and your issue is that you got a lot of bets all over the country that I would do it, and you're you, trying to sick me. You're trying to reel me in. I uh, had, I had one bet. No, you have I a bet with my son also. You have a bet with my son also. Yeah, that was after. After, hey, and I got just go on. I, I got an emergency call. Sorry, hold on, because I'm good. Sorry. Okay. Oh, do your thing. Do your thing. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, he so made a Eric, bet when what? you said he made a bet when you said that you would never dress up in drag, Eric, with your son. That's that's what happened at Lazona Palooza. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, it, he he made a couple bets out there in the country uh, that I'll dress up as a drag. <laughs> I don't see anything at it. Listen. If I got to save one of my friends' life or a family member and I got to do things, well, you got to do what you got to do. But I can't see myself do that for, for what? What's the reason? It's all here for, hey, we're going to do it all for breast cancer. Come on. Save the no. Come on. No, no, no. I mean, you no, could no, just no donate way. the money instead of, you know, go through the humiliation, I guess. I mean. <laughs> uh, correct. Just tell me what, how much you want to donate. Let's donate it and, <laughs> and, let's, and let's move forward, you know. <laughs> we'll, call, we'll, we'll call Susan G. Komen and see if she's got a number. <laughs> yeah. Listen, he, he he did it anyway. He he dressed me up as, as Tiger King. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, um, you know he posted it. I guess it was you. You were on there. Did you see Weren't that you on post, there? Adam? Did you see that post? Uh, uh, obviously not, since I'm not on the book face. Uh-huh. Adam, it was you. It, it was you. It was Matt Booth and myself. What? Sorry. As Is everything Tiger okay? King. Everything okay? Yeah, dude, that's another thing in this state of times, man. It's like every phone call is like... You get nervous, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah, you're yeah, on yeah. edge every goddamn yeah, phone call. Yeah. Wait. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, Adam, you you, you were dressed as, uh, as, as Tiger King. I was the Tiger King, really. Paul, you're going to have to find this and send this to me. I, oh, I, I'll I'll show it to you right now. Hang on. Yeah, Abe, oh. Abe made it. Oh, it's been like, I did, like two I weeks did ago. Not, I did not make it. Oh, who made oh. it? It was Italo. Oh. Italo. Actually. Adam, you miss so much I, not being on Facebook. I actually, don't think I do really, though. Actually, to be honest, at first it was Terrence Riley and Adam yeah. and um, uh, a good friend of ours named Chad. And then somebody 
Yeah, that one I saw. Yeah, well, then you saw it. It's the same one. Just, just when they were going to put it on social media, I'm like, uh, I wouldn't put that on social media. So uh, Matt reached out to Terrence, and Terrence like, do not put that on social media. Yeah, when it was so, Terrence. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, dude, just change the two guys to to Eric and Matt Booth, and they'll be I'll post it. And they did. And Eric Eric texted me in three seconds and said, "Fuck you." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Matt Booth, Matt Booth texted me and say, "Hey, I'm game if it pays well." <laughs> True story. Have wow. any of you guys seen it? Have any of you guys seen Tiger King? Hell yes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. awesome. I, loved I loved it. it. I saw one and a half episodes. I, I couldn't keep I couldn't keep watching it. I didn't know what it was. This was before the whole craze. You know, it kept popping up on Netflix and popping up. And, and I said, let me see what this, you know, I like animals. Let me see what this is about. Mm-hmm. And dude, I, I stopped. I stopped after like episode in a while. Oh, I you see. gotta you gotta keep going. It's great. No, 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 no. no. I'm I'm watching the Money Heist. It's, it's only, only six oh, okay. episodes. I mean, I mean it's, it's not, not you know. Not that's uh, that's six episodes too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was, it was good, good. I, but, but I, I like, like trash, trash reality TV. TV. I I heard they're doing another one. Really? Oh yeah, there's another episode. Yeah, they're coming out with a new episode. Apparently, it's supposed to drop at any time. Yeah, and there's also going to be a post show. With interviews by Joel McHale coming next week. Do you, is, is it real, Adam? Adam? Do, you Do you think, think it's, it's actually a real thing? thing? Which part? Well, well the, the whole thing. thing. Like, like, so some, some people saying that it's staged, that it's like, like a, a like a fake. Uh, you like can't a make this shit up. I agree with Adam. I, I, you I agree. Can't. You cannot make these people up. People, I have like listened to other writers talk about it, like I can't imagine creating a character like this. These people are too much out of the world to where you could actually have them as an actual character. It's, it's like of, a cool. It's kind of like you, Adam. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, the the girl, the girl hurting her arm, and then the doctor tells him, "Listen, uh, you have two options. You're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to do therapy and and all this for like four weeks or what have you, or we can uh, amputate your arm." She said, "Okay, just amputate. Let's go." And she was back to work in two days. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I mean, <laughs> you know. Which brings me to my next point, kids. Don't, Don't do meth. How, oh, long, how long has that been your slogan? Uh, Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> At least, yeah. But hey, what does, what does meth make you do? I, I don't know nothing about it. I don't do drugs. I Become really the don't. Tiger I don't know Really? <laughs> what does meth look like? I've never seen it. Well, you never saw um, Breaking Bad? Couldn't get into it. Wow. I know it got good. It got, it got, I didn't. I never got into it. No. So, Let me blow it. it looks like you it got to put like it further away. Candy or something. Put yeah. it further away, closer to your body. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, that's messed up, bro. That's messed up, dude. Wow. Did you, get, me, did you get it, Paul? Hold on. I got to try and make sure I can get it in the... I'm having a technical oh. issue, so give me a second. Everybody oh. says everybody says you're very echoey, too, I know. Paul. I'm, I'm trying to fix it. I think it's because you can hear me on someone's speaker. All right, there you go. Everybody, everybody's equally kind. Which mine is yours and which yours is mine. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, but I wish I could do stuff like that. Uh, I mean, like, be able to do that. You know, how the Italo does that shit. I, I'm, 
I'm so you, far behind the technology, mean, dude. You mean, you mean like live like the Tiger King? <laughs> yeah, live like the Tiger King. No, no. You want to do stuff? Yeah, like I, I want to be able to, you know, impose stuff like that. You know, I'm so outdated. I really am. I got to take a course. When all this shit is said and done, I'm going to take a course on. Dude, uh, you, got, you got all the time in the world now. Do it now. Be professor. Yeah. You know. I'm sure you can Google it and pay somebody 20 bucks and they'll teach you how to Photoshop. It'll be easy. But it's easier said. I was born in the wrong time, the wrong era. I was going to high school. There was no computers. So, listen, I was talking with uh, your buddy Juan last night on the dojo lounge. And um, a lot of people were asking me if uh, I was going to go to the PCA this year. Now, as far as their position is, they're still having the PCA. Well, uh, you know why, though, right? Well, look, this is what I said. I mean, I, probably if they cancel their contract, they get nothing. And if the chances are someone buys their contract, they'll get paid out. So there's really no incentive for them to cancel their contract right now. Correct. But I don't see the PCA happening this summer. 99.9% is not happening. Yeah. And you know what? It, the, the truth is, uh, um, I think they need to regroup. I really do. With everything happening and all that, it, it, maybe it's not a bad idea that, that you know, um, you know, they regroup. I, well, I mean, you look, know. logistically, there's a there's a hundred good reasons not to have it this year. Obviously, the, the trauma of the big four leaving and then figuring out how they want to revamp this show and maybe cater it differently. So this would be a good off break here. Two is, look, even if America opens up and, and we're back, right? Everybody's hurting. Everybody's hurting. It's not like we're going to open the doors and everybody's going to be business as normal. Everybody's going to be flowing back in our shops, right? So taking a trip within the first 60 days and, and going out to Vegas, you know, is not probably the most prudent fiscal thing for any company to do. Right, right. And, and, and honestly, what the manufacturers should all do is is take all that money they would have spent, find ways to incentivize these brick-and-mortar retailers more, get them more margin, and let them start building their business back up. Sure, absolutely. I mean, logistically, that, that would be the ideal way to handle the situation. And, and the PCA could take a year now to really think about how they want to transform the show to move forward without these big companies now who have walked off and in a way to move forward, not losing any other companies. So all, all points. So so when they were saying yesterday how they were still going forward, I said, look, you know, I've sat on a few boards. You never know sometimes what the background strategy is. And, you know, I know I know the year that they got kicked out of Sands at the last minute and had to move. They made some money off that because of the course that is broken. Right. So if, if, if Expos and everything starts filling up, there's a high probability that they will get outbid. And that someone will come to them to want that time slot, and they may make money on it. And canceling at this point it has zero fiscal prudence for them. So who knows? But I don't. I know I was gonna go, Eric. I bought tickets in a hotel room, and I canceled everything. I mean, even if it is there, I'm not gonna go to Vegas in, in July. You can't. I, I right. mean, look, what? Look, there's a lot of things we don't know. But when they canceled the Olympics, which was supposed to be in July, they canceled Wimbledon, which was the end of June. Uh, what else did they can? Oh, the U.S. Open, the golf, they canceled it in July. There's no way, no way, no way we're going to have this. The Masters, you know? they canceled um, well. Again, and, and who's going to go, though, Abe? You know, not that they did anything wrong or what have you, but, you know, is any brick and mortar that's had their shop closed now for two, three months, you know, uh, they're going to have it closed? I mean, they, they, they need to rebuild. They need to start promoting their shops and all yeah. that, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't go for last three, four, five years, and I was going to go this year just mostly out of solidarity. And you know, now, now I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not going for two main reasons. One is I still think it's going to be risky as hell to travel, and two, it's not fiscally sound to start, you know, plan a trip. So, yeah. um. I, I'm not planning on going. I, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, you know, if a miracle does happen and they have it and what have you, then, then you know, most likely I'll be there. But um, I downsize, you know, but I, even downsizing, there's things that you got to do, but which I haven't done yet because, you know, we have bigger issues right now. So let's see what happens. Do you still have with that Carlos? with AJ? Uh, AJ Smokes is asking, don't forget about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I had a bet with Carlos Escalona, so I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna lose five dollars to him. So, because you know, I, I said they wouldn't, it wouldn't be canceled. So, yeah, you lost to Carlos Escalona. I haven't lost officially yet, but I plan on losing. You thought yeah. that they would still have it? Is that what the, the bet was? Yeah, yeah, we made this bet like back in February. Yeah. Like, did you bet like something like this? <laughs> <laughs> this is the bigger bill. Wait, wait, wait. Is Adam laughing? You shouldn't be laughing, dumbass. You're the reason why I lost that freaking bill. Really? Yeah, he didn't know what foobar meant. Sorry. He came in the office. You know, I'm thinking Adam's usually my go-to encyclopedia geek, right? You know, you can always count on Adam to know any worthless piece of information given at any moment. (laughs) Adam. Very true. Adam, tell Eric what Fubar means. Uh, 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 uh. Fucked up beyond repair or something like that. No, not even. He wasn't even close. I knew what, what it meant. But I didn't know it was an acronym for it. Like I didn't know what the what the letter stood for. But I knew that it meant something that was completely screwed up. But I didn't know hey, that Rick, it stood for that. Rick, Rick, listen. I have probably over three hundred bills, maybe more, in my portfolio. I've lost a couple. Rick says he can't believe it. I've lost about maybe five or eight of them over time. It happens. Got one. This guy. Adam. Has I got one. two. Mm-hmm. I got but, two. But 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 I'm going to tell you something. You got two because I doubled or nothing on fucking Adam. Listen to me. <laughs> Literally, because one person didn't know, and then I called Adam. So listen, but every bet I lost, except the table one that wouldn't fit in my car with Adam, has typically been I thought somebody would be smart enough to know something, and I was wrong. So it was counting on someone else's intelligence. Well, you should know by now not to I, do that. I, listen. Uh, yeah, that, never that again. So, that sounds great, and you know, and if, if your listeners want to believe you, that's fine. But I know I got two fucking bills. That's that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> both I of them, two. both of them. I because, lost. Two, because two of my staff didn't know what fubar meant. Listen, hey, but I had them in my speaking, I, speaking of fubar. How about that? Nice. There you go. Listen, I had these two bills with me in my pocket for the longest time because I, I carry my my money and I don't have a wallet. I just put it in my pocket. And, and I took it with me to Vegas for the TPE. And I had a bad night gambling. So I was this close to putting this in the machine. You know? <laughs> I said, no, nah, let me keep it. The big man signed it. Let me keep it. You know, you know hey, you know, you, know how, you know how many of those I have from South Fontana? 
Oh, really? You started that with, with Sal? Sal's the guy I started it with. I probably got about maybe eight of them signed from really? Sal. God wow. rest his soul. Yeah. Because, you know, me and Sal, we used to bet every day on something. You know, you want to bet? You want to bet? You want to bet? Right. And that's how I started it with Sal. Wow. Yeah. I miss him a lot. I think about him all the time, brother. You know, Sal used to come. Sal had a ritual. I mean, he was in my shop every Saturday. We, like do, every, we we go eat lunch and stuff, remember? Every Saturday, like clockwork. He'd come by, we'd hang out. If somebody would come by, we'd go have lunch. But literally, Sal was in my shop since I moved to Florida. If he was in town he, or and he wasn't, like, sick, he was in my shop every Saturday. The, 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 we eat those dells. Uh, yep, he'd bring the Voyadels. Or he'd start, you know, out, out, Sal, up, Sal up until, you know, if anybody who doesn't know Sal Fontana, Sal Fontana was in this industry over 30-some years at the time of his passing. He started he started with uh, Julio Aroa, and he worked with them from day one with Caribbean imported cigars that eventually became Camacho and, you know, then got bought by Davidoff. But Sal basically knew everybody in this industry. And when I first got in this industry, and I was still a nobody, like literally nobody, um, Sal literally hand-walked me to everybody and, and said, hey, this is my good friend Abe in Florida, and introduced me to everybody, and he was my mentor for – you know my whole career in this industry and um wow. and uh, and up until his death i mean sal was 80 something when he finally passed away um up until his death he still drove to miami two days a week to work yeah two days wow. a week every tuesday and thursday and he would stop back stop by the shop usually on his way home and funny this guy was hysterical i mean the things that he would do i remember one time we were in um in the duty free uh, uh, event uh, at uh, in Orlando, and uh, you know they have a lot of colognes, M and M's, ice cream, everything that you said at duty free. And um, these beautiful girls, they were uh, giving out samples of a of a new perfume called Bitch, right? <laughs> so and it was called Bitch. So he comes by, you know, and he goes, "Hey, uh, let me let me see, let me have one of those uh, Bitch perfume." The girl says, "Sorry, uh, it's only for women." Goes, what do you mean only for women? He goes, it's only for women. So he goes, gets his wife, Connie, who's in a wheelchair. He rolls her down and um, and tells the girls, well, I got my bitch with me right now. So give me some money. <laughs> hey, listen, his wife, his wife, Connie, suffered from Parkinson's from literally the day I met Sal. And Sal took care of Connie in the most loving way I've probably ever seen a husband take care of anybody. I mean, Connie was in a wheelchair toward the latter years of her life. And let me tell you something. He took her everywhere around the world. Hot, when I went to my first hot air balloon festival with them out in um, New Mexico, she was there. He took her everywhere. Sal was a great human being. Great guy. And awesome. let, let me tell you one of my funniest stories with Sal that, that includes Christian Eroa. You know, Sal and I used to always have a thing. You know, he's, he'd always say I'm fat and I used to always say he's old, you know. So, you know, that was our thing going back and forth. So we were constantly always busting balls on each other. But early on, when I just had my first store in Cuesta, I had an office across the street that was doing some other work. And um, Sal, it was a Saturday. Sal brought Christian over to my shop in Cuesta. And he goes, hey, let's go look at Abe's office. Now, Christian at the time was driving a black Jeep Cherokee. Okay? So... I get in Sal's minivan, and Christian's in the black Cherokee, 
and he zips out of our parking lot. Now, Christian doesn't know where he's going. He's supposed to follow us across the street, okay? So he zips out of our parking, our shopping center and then into a gas station. So Sal's like, oh, he must need gas. Then Christian doesn't get gas, comes out on the main road out of the gas station, makes a right, and Sal's like, where the fuck's he going? And Sal's like literally keeping up with this guy, and this guy's speeding. Christian does a U-turn and totally goes the other way. Sal's cussing every freaking word in the book. He's veering. I'm holding like, oh, my God, we're going to die. We chase Christian for two or three miles into another shopping center, right? And Christian goes into another shopping center with a movie theater, but he's so far ahead of us. You know, Sal's trying to keep up. We, we, we get in the shopping center, but then we cut. And now we're going parallel, you know, on each other. He's by the front of the shopping center. We're by the back of the shopping center. Now he stops. So we cut down. And then we're coming up to him face to face and we look and it's not Christian. <laughs> wait, wait. So like, what the fuck? And, and we turn around and Christian's behind us going, where the fuck are you guys? <laughs> oh, so he was behind you the whole time? Oh my God. There was two cheap Cherokees and Sal ended up following another one. Get out of there. Uh, True story, man. Oh, that's And awesome. let me taste. There's probably a hundred like those with Sal, man. It's, it's really something. Oh, bro. We have a question from a listener for Eric. Eric, do you, uh, Quentin's asking, you know, do you think that the industry is going to be forever changed by the effects of this isolation? Or do you think it, it's going to normalize, go back go back to the way it was before? What, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, uh, look, I, I do know. One thing, it's going to be a shortage of cigars when all this opens up because, you know, so, uh, like uh, Honduras has been closed for a while, you know, uh, Nicar- um, Dominican Republic. I, I mean, I don't know their status, what's happening down there. But You know, you're, you know you're the to- only you know, you're the only person that has said that, that I've talked to. Listen, hey, people are smoking more and more cigars. I, I mean, know. listen to me. I know. I'm just telling you, I've asked this yeah. to Martin, Steve Saka, right? Listen, a lot of them say, look, when they open up, they could do du- double and triple shifts. It's not like the cigars can't be made. So most of them saying they weren't. And, and honestly, I'm just telling you, you're the only one that I've heard that has that concern. Now, they could just be trying to, you know, keep things calm and not overreact. But I, I, I've been asking everybody and I haven't gotten that response. OK, listen, um, just to let all your listeners know, the easiest part of everything is making the cigar. OK. <laughs> But if you just sell bundles, then it's okay. There won't be a shortage. Here's the problem. Your bands, your boxes, okay? Everything, which they're they're closed right now. So, I mean, are, are box manufacturers going to double up like the uh, like the rollers? You understand what I'm saying? I don't see that happening, okay? So, you know, they can say whatever they want. I'm telling you, people are smoking more and more cigars. They're home a lot more. Um, I see it, okay? Um, you know, um Here's the, the biggest issue that, that I have uh, that I think is going to happen is that, uh, unfortunately, you know, um, are people going to go back to their brick and mortar stores? You know, I, I feel there's going to be a, a, a lot of these brick and mortars that are going to have to close down, you know. Uh, um, you know, they've been closed for a while, you know, and let's hope not, okay? And, and that's the only thing that scares me about it, you know. Um, we need more shops, not less shops. Um, that's the only thing that I see, really. But uh, there's no doubt there's going to be shortage of, of, of cigars, you know, um, your favorite brands or what have you. Eric, so, let, let me let me just throw this out there because because I've been hearing a lot about this, right? So 
everybody's talking about all the brick and mortars that are going to close. Now, look, I'm, I'm a guy who went from one store to where I'm at today. So I know the linear, the linear path of, of growth and where you're at in stages, right? But most of these guys, and you know it as well as I do, before this plague, were barely staying open anyway. Right. There's a, there's a lot of guys in our industry that, that are barely holding it on and they're not, you know, they don't pay their bills on time. A lot of them are treating their businesses like a hobby and not a business. Right. You know that. But I'm thinking of myself and, I, and, I, and I've thought this a lot over time at any stage in my career, even early on when, you know, I was funneling every free dime I have. Would this have closed me up? Right. And I don't think it would have, because look, every, everything is on hold. Look, all, all our utility services for every location that we've had has suspended our services, no charge, right? All my landlords, except one, have reached out to me, reached out to me, I haven't reached out to them, with either a rent abatement or rent deferment for the upcoming months. If you're smart and you work your system and, and you do it, this should be survivable for anybody who would have normally already been able to survive, right? Because look, even the manufacturers, as big as everybody is, look, a manufacturer has a problem with two or three accounts. It's not that big of a deal. And, and as a manufacturer, like a guy like you, you could work with a guy, right? One guy hit, had bad times. His, his air conditioner went down. He's got to put 10 grand in his store. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll give you extra terms. But it's impossible for you when you got to deal with 800 or 1,000 retailers who are not all of a sudden don't want to send in their bill money, right? So we're all in the same boat, right? I got people that my organization, my, my business as a company has loaned money out to, you know, whether, you know, whatever. I, I'm not taking my payments for them for April and probably for May. So we're all in the same boat. So I think this, this fear that everybody's going to shut down, I think the people who are going to shut down over this are the people who probably would have shut down anyway, or in the, in this year, right? If you're a, lo a lot faster, a lot faster, which sure. Okay. But if you're a savvy businessman and you really work it and you're not running your business like a hobby, right? You should be find a way to endure and come out of this. I, listen, Eric, you know me for 20 years. I had multiple times where my back was against the wall, way more dire. In fact, right now than my current situation of what's going on and, and you find a way out of it. If you could find your way out of any dilemma, if your business was doing good and you have income coming in. So that's where the problem is going to be. What will the income be like after you open up? Right. And, 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 and that just depends on the type of business. I, you know, I, I don't know. But what I do, what I am confident is, is that I'm going to be able to intelligently work it out, figure it out. I mean, I had to make some hard decisions for my company because I've been paying everybody up until yesterday and, and then now we have to statistically look at facts because funding hasn't come through and we don't know what's going to come through i can't just keep depleting our savings paying people right and the reality and the reality and the reality getting some feedback is that me yeah it was but i think it's better now it's back the reality the, rea the reality of the matter is is that there's a percentage of my employees with now this federal cap who will actually be better off or making equal money with this by by furloughing them. So yesterday, for the first time in my life, I had to make some tough calls and, and, and furlough people. We sent them the links, help them where to go, told them how to fill it up. Some of them had already had unemployment in the past, so believe it or not, it was a quicker process for them. But, you know, you got to figure it out. 
you know. So, you know, I, I don't. I, I, I'm hearing a lot of things about all these guys that are going to close up over this, and, and they may, Eric. These guys may close up, but I, I think it's. I, I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's a percentage of them, or a majority, or half, or a lot of them, probably were going to close up anyway because you know it as well as I do. A lot of these retailers barely are, are, are making it, and some of them is because. They're running their business like a hobby. They're not running it like a business. Well, that's true, too. I, I mean, um, you know, uh, like I, I've told everybody, I, I don't fall backwards. I fall forward. And I've done so many events. I don't know what they're called, visual hearse. I, I don't know what the hell they're called. But, you know, I've done events <laughs> that, the, the you know, the uh, the owners on there, we get on Zoom, and they have a lot of the customers out there, and we run a special or what have you. And, and we show a bunch of stuff, you know. Um, if you lay down. You know, you're probably going to close. You know, you got to think outside the box. You know, there's a couple shops in Texas that are doing curbside. They're doing what they got to do to survive. You know, um, I have a good friend of mine, you know, which I, I, I'm not going to say who it is, but they have a shop up north and, and uh, you know, he's selling it out of the house, you know, uh, illegally. Uh, but but he's, he's got to do what he's got to do. I don't think no judge is going to tell you, which for me, listen, this is mind-boggling to me. It really is. Uh, I don't understand why. You can't do curbside. I don't understand why. Okay, here I left it outside for you. Uh, uh, you know, what's your credit card? You, you you parked there. You know, get out of your car, pick it up, and and go. I, you know, we always get we always get shafted. You know, uh, there's a lot of states that the liquor stores are open. The uh, you know, is, is marijuana essential? Is CBD essential? You, you know, uh, that's okay, but cigars are not, and that makes no sense to me. Alcohol. You can't sell alcohol right now in Pennsylvania because the government owns the liquor stores, you know. Um, and if you bring it in, if you're driving, you work in Jersey, and if you bring it in, they stop you. Why? Why? Eric, Eric wait, wait. They, they're stopping alcohol? Yes. You can't get a... Most people didn't understand because a big argument I've heard on social media is how is alcohol or liquor stores essential? And, and they, were, they were criticizing that. And what people, you know, it's one of the things like, right, not everybody always sees the bigger picture, right? One of the reasons why they let liquor stores remain open and be essential was to not get people going into, uh, you know, delirium tremens for the large number of Americans who are alcoholics out there. Now, you imagine you cut off the alcohol supply to these people. Now, all, amidst all this mess, all the people now they got to deal with who are going to be coming off of being able to drink booze, it was a lot safer to let them to keep drinking booze. I, I understand that, but like in PA right now, they're owned by um, by the state. Okay, the liquor stores in PA is owned by the state, but some people work uh, in PA and they drive to Jersey or what have you. If you get it in Jersey. And and you drive it into PA, they stop you. You know, I don't know if they give you a ticket or what have. What the what what what's the difference, man? What where the hell you got it? You, you understand? It makes no sense to me. You're getting a legal substance, okay? You know, and some people need it. Let's be honest. Uh, you know that makes no sense to me. It I really doesn't. I don't know why they're stopping the booze sales. As far as I know, liquor has been an essential. They've left the liquor stores open in everywhere that I know of. I mean, hey, I was on that uh, with Walt Cancel that. That podcast, whatever it's called, uh, that Werby or whatever it's called, um, that's what the guy was talking about. You know, the guy drinks Crown Royal, and 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 we're trying to find a way how to get him a bottle of Crown Royal. <laughs> I doesn't do it. I can ship it to you. I don't know if it'll stop if UPS will ship it to you or whatever. But I mean, it's crazy, you know. 
But why CBD essential, eh? Why is uh, marijuana essential? I, I mean, you know, cigars or not? I mean, you know, you go ahead well, and tell uh, Danny marijuana, can't smoke cigars. Marijuana, marijuana is essential because there's a small percentage, <laughs> a small percentage of the population that actually use it for medicinal reasons that need it medically. So you can't punish them for the hobby and the casual users, even though they're the majority, probably. Okay, but uh, let me ask you a question. Do you have to smoke cigars? Do I have to? No. I do. I mean, I do. You know, I'm hooked. No, no I, 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 for me, it's not, it's not a habit. It's a hobby. Eric, okay, I have to have How many cigars do you smoke in a day? Now? Or are you talking to me or Eric? Eric. Eric has oh. one all day from when he wakes up to when he goes to bed. Is yeah. there a cigar in his mouth? Or, no, I'm not, it's, it's true. It's is true. either a cigar in his mouth or his hand. I don't think I've ever in 20 years I've seen Eric without a cigar in his hand. It's true. I mean, I, I, I'm to a point that I eat them. I mean, I, I chew the hell out of them. I don't know if you can see. I, I chew the hell out of them. Um, you know, and my dad, I can imagine my dad. My dad's 84. He's home. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine seeing him without a cigar in his mouth or whatever. I, I mean, I just don't understand. Listen, uh, there's things you can do. Why are you shutting down? Uh, you know, if you want to shut down the country, that's fine. I, I got no problem with that. But there's things that you're more lenient than, than others. And and if, you know, OK, the store owner like Abe, you know, has one employee. OK, you know, the, the guy comes in, calls in his order. We, we'll bang him up. OK. And leave it outside, okay, in the door. Okay, you're there. Okay, here, boom. Put it outside in a bag. The guy gets out of his car, picks it up, and he's on his way. Okay. Now, hanging out, I understand. Hanging out in the lounge and all that, I understand. But tell me what you want. You know, let the shops make some money. You know, let's let's operate a little bit. You know, every little bit helps. Absolutely. That's a very, very true point. Every little bit does help, especially as everybody's trying to survive this chaotic and irrational time where we're currently existing so eric what is your 84 year old father's favorite cigar since we're talking about him oh, i'm curious it, question it doesn't matter listen doesn't matter. <laughs> other than me barrio because his picture's on the uh on the box his face is on the box <laughs> uh it, it doesn't matter listen last week he had no cigars okay mm -hmm. and he calls me and my dad's the type of guy so i was at his house about four weeks ago and um I asked him for a cigar. He gave me one. I didn't have any in my car, and I forgot to grab cigars. So I asked him for another one. He told me no. Now, <laughs> here's a guy who gets all his cigars from me, okay? Right. He told me no, flat out no. He goes, I have no cigars. I said, you got the box of me barrio that Eric gave you, my son gave him for his birthday. I'm not opening that up. I said, Dad, what are you saving it for, for a special occasion? He goes, what more special occasion than we have today? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Crack open that box, and I'll see if I can get you another box somewhere in the country. No, I'm not cracking it open. So, Dad, give me a box. I mean, give me a cigar. He wouldn't give me a cigar. So he calls me two weeks later. Hey, y'all, you got any cigars in the warehouse? <laughs> yeah, I got plenty of cigars. <laughs> Says, uh, well, I don't have any. I said, well, that's a problem. You know, that's a big problem. You got a big problem in your hand because you didn't want to give me a cigar. Now you calling me for me to give you cigars? I said, no. He goes, I'll pay you for them. I said, <laughs> So I dropped some off. I dropped some off. I mean, you know, we, we don't go in our parents' house. You know, I have three sisters and a brother, and we don't go into our parents' house. You know, any essential things they need, we drop it off because I don't want anybody, you know, having any contact with them as because well, they're they're older. So I um I've got a bag. Of, you know, I, I gave them 
four boxes of cigars and I left it in front and and he's out there. I'm talking with him at the door and shit. And so I tell him, so, hey, buddy, he goes, yeah. He says, so how do I get paid with this? You you want to you want to cut you want to cut me a check and throw it at me, crumble it up and throw it at me? How, how are you going to, you know, of course, he tells me F you and all this stuff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, but, but, um, you know, listen, for me, it's essential. It really is. You know, I, 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 I don't need the alcohol. I'm not a big drinker, you know. Um, and with all these issues, I drink even less because I'm a type of person that I conquer my, my problems sober, you know, because if you drink and I got nothing against people drinking, but people drink when they have issues, I don't, um, because the next day you're going to have two problems. You're going to have the problem that you had and, and, and you're going to be hung over. So, so, uh, I have to have my cigar. I wake up in the morning, have my cup of coffee. I have to put a cigar in my mouth. Listen, even before I go to the gym, I, I go and I, I, I have a cigar in my mouth, I get down, I work out, I come back out, I get the cigar. I have to have a cigar. I go to, you know, and I, I hate Starbucks, but when all Starbucks started with this uh, BS about that you can't smoke outside and all that. So I go in there when they all started with my cigar in my mouth, I get down because the drive through is always packed. And uh, I get down and, uh, and, and the girl, uh, sir, you can't have that in your mouth. I tell her, no, no English, no English. I don't, <laughs> no, no speak English, you know. So... She gets somebody to speak Spanish and bring him over, and the guy tells me in Spanish, uh, "Sir, you can't have it in your mouth." And I look at him. I said, "I don't speak Spanish, bro." Hey, Paul, I need you to. Be, I need you to do me a favor. Yeah. I need you to like freeze or unfreeze Adam's screen because, like, it's been stuck on this face now for like. Oh, there it is. Thank God. It was scaring me, bro. I couldn't look at the screen anymore. I don't think it was. It like was evil... I think it was your your phone because it's not frozen here. Okay, no, thank, I'm not thank God. Even if it was, it was just scary. But now he's back to normal. Hooray, <laughs> back to normal. Yeah, Adam, it, it was, are, you, very are you still disturbing. not drinking, Adam, or are you are you back to having a cocktail? Gotta wait till gotta wait till four o'clock. Bullshit. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? Why is that? Yeah. Why not? Because you, you got nothing else to do all day. You might as well wait till four o'clock. Well, makes no sense to me, bro. Educate me. Mm -hmm. It's a mental well, thing. I mean, like it's something to look forward to. You set goals for yourself during the day, and that's just one of his. his listen, things. he probably just he probably just stopped drinking like an hour ago. He needs a break. <laughs> <laughs> I had a coffee. That's about it. Yeah. So we so Abe, you know uh, Don Chepo's uh, here in Wellington. They they're doing gallon margaritas like mixed and everything like they're regular margaritas but in a gallon jug like a milk jug for twenty five bucks and uh, one of our friends told us about it and uh, yesterday I walk out my front door to get the mail and I go out to the mail and it's a whole big thing you got to disinfect everything and open it whatever and I look down and I see a gallon of margarita there so we've uh, we've been drinking some margaritas here the last the last couple nights. So that's that's been getting that's... us by, but I'm getting nervous that we're gonna run out of booze. I'm not gonna lie. We have a you know we have a whole wine cellar with with wine in it. It's slowly depleting. Thankfully, you gave us a bottle, Abe. So we but we already finished it. <laughs> give, give me a call. Bro. I, I I got your back. Whatever you need. <laughs> right. I I don't know if I can ship it. So you, you you drive halfway. You drive to my house. <laughs> wear your mask, your gloves, whatever you do. Let me know. I'll get you whatever you need. <laughs> Thanks, Sounds sir. like a plan. Yeah. yeah. Adam can't wait. But they're, mm -hmm. they're doing a lot of that here, like you, you, even with alcohol, where you can uh, 
you can drive there and pick it up. So they and they do like curbside pickup. So I don't know why you wouldn't be able to do it with any other drive through drive through alcohol. Yeah, drive well, through that's bars. A, that's, that's a Floridian that's thing. I've been yeah. pilfering. I've been I've been pilfering our bar, our our own bar at the shop. I was gonna ask that. So are you are there like thirty IOUs from Abe? Like, hey, I took this. No, so no, inventory? we don't drink that much. We don't drink that much. We're, we're more wine drinkers at home, but we really wanted Irish whiskeys. So we went down and pilfered a couple bottles of Tullamore Dew. But what I forgot to pilfer was I should have bought two of those glasses. Because believe it or not, it's it's the proportion. The recipe isn't that like difficult. It's the proportions of how it's mixed. And we got it down pat for that specific glass. So even when we tried making those Irish whiskeys at home, it was okay. Oh, how do you make an Irish whiskey? Irish coffee. Irish coffee. Irish coffee. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Have, have you had one of the Irish coffees we started making, Paul? No. No, I haven't. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah. I, I bought it back. I bought the actual recipe, even the glass, everything back from the Buena Vista Cafe when I was out in uh, San Francisco, and we got it down to a T, man. It's, it's, it's like, awesome. I'm as not far a huge as, Irish coffee fan. I'm Italian, so we usually hey, do like espresso hey, with sambuca. Let me let me tell you something. I'm not even a, a Irish whiskey fan. I've never been an Irish coffee fan. I'm not a whiskey fan. They told me to go to this place. I went there. We had seven of them because they were amazing. This place does two thousand a day of this oh one skew. Twenty five hundred, twenty five hundred a day on weekends. Twenty five hundred a day on weekends. So, it's um, it's 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 and it's all in the proportion, because like I I took before this whole thing went down I took a couple members of my sales team the Mortons, right, and this is after we had started perfecting doing it in our shop the way Buena Vista Cafe does, and we ordered Irish coffee and let me tell you something everything we had Mortons top notch that Irish coffee garbage oh really garbage, utter garbage we could, me and AJ ordered one and we couldn't even finish it. Halfway garbage. They, they didn't have the right proportions. It, it, I'm telling you, that's what it is. Because all it is is two sugar cubes, Tullamore Dew, coffee, and and heavy whipping cream whipped cold. That's all. It's not even rocket science, but it's in how it's made that gives it an amazing, an amazing flavor. Coop said that after you were painting toenails this week, he figured you'd be into drinking Cosmopolitans at home. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, what? what why don't you ask Coop what his current cholesterol levels are? <laughs> well, he'll, be, he'll be coming on in a few minutes, so we can we can ask him then. Eric, do you have a go-to of your cigars, or do you not talk about it? Like, is is there like a a cigar that you usually flock to, or is it like certain times a day that you have certain cigars? Laranja, Laranja, Laranja. Yeah, it's. Uh... Abe's, that's my go-to that's what I have well right now. Of yours. I, I, I have the Lanceros. I mean, here's the thing with this cigar. You know, it, it's it's mild enough you can smoke it in the in the morning, and and it's uh, medium enough that you can smoke it in the afternoon. And even you know, if you retrohale, you know, um, at nighttime, I can smoke a Laranja at any time, morning, lunch, or or nighttime. Um, it's my favorite cigar at, of anything out there now. Again, I don't have an ego. I'm not like most of these guys that, you know, their cigars, that's all they smoke. I smoke everybody's stuff, you know. If it's good, yeah, it's you've good. Said I that care before. less. But yeah, but but that that's a cigar that I blended to my to my taste, to my palate. And that's what I you know, and people ask me, um, what do you uh 
what do you pair cigars with? I don't care what nobody says out there. There's nothing better than coffee for a cigar, yeah. in my opinion. You know, um, and maybe an Irish whiskey, like Abe says, but but it's also coffee in there. The flavor of the coffee just, you know, uh, I I do American coffee in the morning, and then after that, I don't drink it anymore. I go and I I, I do espressos or Cuban coffee or what have you. But once you have a lunch and you have that uh, Cuban coffee, a shot of that, I mean, I have to get a cigar. Now I don't have to light it, but I have to have a cigar in my mouth. Uh, um, you know, and people tell you, oh, you should try Grand Meunier with a Larange because you know it's citrusy and and the and the, uh, the coffee. For me, it's 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 coffee. Listen, you want to hear something funny? I I, I I'm pairing right now with coffee, right? And more, usually in the morning, I'll definitely have coffee. But you know, it's the first beverage that I paired cigars with early on, like when I first started smoking, right? And that is still probably one of my favorite beverages to pair a cigar with on a regular basis. Bailey's. Nope. You're going to laugh. Gourmet root beer. <laughs> good gourmet root beers. Good yeah. root beers. Sarsaparillas. Real good root beers. Boilins. But like spice, uh, spicy type root beer, right? Like where it's really herby and spicy. Just, yeah, just, just a real good root beer, man. You know, uh, I, that's always been, I don't know why. Maybe because it's the first thing I paired cigars with when I was in my early 20s, you know, whatever. But root beer, I just love having a nice ice cold root beer and a cigar. That's a, a Midwest thing. You don't see much root beers down here. I mean, people, I didn't grow up root beer. I mean, we used to do once in a blue moon ginger ale, but, uh, you know, uh, we you don't see too many good root beers down here. No, it definitely is an up north thing. When On Long Island, we there were a couple of places that made, like, fresh root beer. But, like, make them in, like, barrels. That's what Abe's talking about, like, like actual, like, aged spice root beer. Uh, so I could see that. I I just like espresso. I really like espresso you know, with a nice a nice cigar. You know, root beers have like a whole microbrewery thing, like beer. I mean, there are guys who do really small batch root beers all over the country. It's yeah. one of my favorite things I like to do when I travel is to find like locally made root beers. There's a great one on Long Island that used to be a client of mine when I lived up there. I'll, I'll get you the name of it. They they sell it at Publix, I think, still. Yeah, let me know. Here's the problem with the espressos. You, uh, the espresso, everything has to do with it. The, the beans, the, the blend, the blend, uh, the machine, the calibration of the machine has yeah. a lot to do with it. You know, and it's very hard to find good espressos down here. You know, in New York, it's a lot easier to find good espressos down here. I've yet, I, I got one spot, um, you know, it's in Pompano. But other than that, I, I can't find good espresso well, down Well, because a lot of time they don't, down here, I notice that, like, the crema doesn't form properly. Like, you know, that... That well, there you go. There, there, there you go. And it has to be a blend. It has to be a blend. You know, but everything. Some of those machines cost more than a car, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like $30 for a little machine, you know, like this. You know, it, it's crazy. But, look, there's a place in New York. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called Zebetos. Uh, one of the best coffees I've ever had in my life. Better than Italy. You know, I've been wow. to Italy. It, it was, because they do it right also. You know, when, when, you're, when you're making the coffee... Uh, you should only have like the first eight, nine drips. Other than that, after that comes water. So they shut the machine down after eight, nine, ten drips, whatever it is, you know, and they do it over there right. So I bought the beans. It cost me like $80 a bag of, you know, um, but I brought it, I brought it down here and it doesn't taste the same, not even close, you know, because I don't have the machine that they have. 
you know, the calibration. You're not even supposed to clean these machines. You know, you can clean the outside of it, but the inside of it, it you know, yeah. it's like a run. It's like a running back. You know, a running back gets better when when they run the ball and they get hit. You know, the machines. The more you make it, it, it gets better and better and better. Yeah, I don't clean you know, my, my coffee expensive. machine other than with like my <laughs> coffee pot, other than with water. I've been I've you know, the, that the, the outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you gotta have a good machine. I, I don't have a good machine. I have a Ninja, and then I have an espresso uh, espresso maker. But I know what you mean, though. There's nothing like when somebody makes a good espresso. It, you can't come close to that at home. Yeah, but you got an opportunity to get good stuff. You know, when you were up there in New York, you know. Yeah, not anytime you know. soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. down here. You got to go. Your neck of the woods got good stuff, though. I mean, in West Palm and all that, it's a lot better than down here. You know, well, over you here, the Cuban these, coffee these, there, though. Uh, yeah, but the Cuban coffee is not as good as a, as a good espresso. Uh, you know, with with the beans. You know, um, you know they use like burnt coffee here to make it a little stronger. You know, and I do like some of the Cuban coffee, but there's nothing better than a good espresso. Yeah, you like it with Zambuca. Why does it have to be three beans? You know, uh, it's a, always three beans. There's a myth of that. So there's there's three there's there's a couple of different myths, but one of them is that they put three beans for good luck for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, that's like the Italian thing that they, you know, going back to Catholicism that you put, you know, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That, that's what I've heard. And then some people say that they that they stand for. Uh, it, it's things to do with good luck and prosperous, like three's three's a lucky number, um, that type of thing. But it's usually for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. If you ask anybody that makes it for you, that's that's probably what they'll tell you. This look into coffee brought to you in part by the good people, not at Folger. <laughs> no, God, not Folgers or Maxwell House. Illy, maybe. No, definitely. I, I'm, a, I'm an Illy fan. Mm-hmm. And and Colombian ah, garbage, coffee. Bro. G- garbage, garbage. What about Via Roja? I, I buy that cheap Colombian coffee. I like that. Uh, no, dude. No. <laughs> I, I mean, garbage. I don't. You know what I do is I get the Cuban coffee. I have a, I have a decent machine at home. My son got it to me. For, gave it to me for uh, Christmas. But uh, I do I do foam. I foam the milk a little bit. Yep. And 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 you have to get the two percent because the, the low fat milk foams better than the regular milk. So I, I oh, and I, I just. That. Yeah, so I, I I'll make the espresso, the Cuban coffee, and just put a little bit of the of the foam on it, and, and it tastes a lot better. Mm-hmm. Do you know why you put sugar in coffee? No, because it sucks. Because it sucks. <laughs> oh, that's true. I say that to my wife all the time. If it's really good coffee, I don't need to put anything in it. You, you don't need to put anything in it, yeah. and that's the problem. Why do you think these people here put all that uh, stuff in it? Right. You know, it's bitter coffee. Starbucks is. This is. Because this is the the best business model. These guys are geniuses. Um, they get burnt coffee, okay? Yeah, um, it's over roasted. I completely agree. It's and let me tell you why. You get a good piece of steak and a bad piece of steak, and the good piece of steak is going to taste better, correct? Yep. Now, if, if you burn both of them, they both taste the same. <laughs> right. You agree? Yeah. Okay, so. They get the cheapest possible roast they can, okay? And and it's brilliant because it doesn't matter where they buy it from because it's all going to taste the same. So, but they put the chocolate, the vanilla, the, you know, 
the whipped cream and all that, and they cover it up. To mask the And people face. think that, of course. You know? And, and the only reason I, I get Starbucks is when I, Dunkin' Donuts is water. Um, you know, and I, I woke up a little late, so I, I just hurried up and just got just for the caffeine. But I don't drink Starbucks or nothing like that. Yeah, same here. If but I it is what to, it is. If I have to drink it, I will. But um, I think we have Coop available, Abe, if you want to bring him in. At, at, why, do you keep, why do you keep asking me? You're the producer, dude. Well, I'm asking if you guys are ready for him. Produce, produce the show, dude. I'm producing it. I'm going to bring Coop in. I'm calling him now. Ronnie Haysha, when Adam looks like he's thinking, it scares me. That's hilarious. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate that a lot, Ronnie. Appreciate that. Yeah, great. Thanks. Adam, he's ready yeah. for his intro. Ah, now joining us from uh, not in front of his uh, wall of books, Mr. William Cooper. Coop, what's happening, buddy? Good morning, guys. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Coop. How are you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing well, doing well. Did we get your pink Cadillac or not yet? Not yet, not yet. It was, uh, we're working on it. All right. Do we have a visual on Coop or just audio? I see him. He's there. Oh, I don't see him. I, I got some kind of, oh, there he is. I see him. I see him on the Facebook. I don't see him on my screen. Yeah, That's I don't good. know why you don't see him on your screen, Abe. You might, you might need to change your view to a grid view. All right. It's all right. I see him on the thing. So what's up, Scoop? Where are you at? Is that your home base here in there? Yeah, this is a, a room in my house. I actually call it the nicknamed it the parlor. Um, oh. It's it's just kind of a, a sitting room we've had with some uh, antique furniture in here, and it's kind of relaxing sometimes just to be in here. Can you smoke there, Coop? No, I, I choose not to here. I have a smoking area in my house. Choose so. not to, or we're told not to by the missus. <laughs> no, this is this is this no this is no. Let me make it clear. I have a smoking. There's a smoking zone in the house. <laughs> that it looks so you like have a Tony you, you, you have here. a so you have a man you have a man cave. Cool. Yeah, I, I have a the garage area has HVAC in there and it's more than fine in there. Cool. Water. My whole my whole house is a man cave. No, no, listen. I I I relate to it because my dad smoked in the house yeah. and and. The living room, the bathroom, the dining room, it didn't matter. And I know what the smoke does. I don't smoke in my house. I go outside. Also. I mean, when you use, like, I use the computers to do the shows and things like that. And when you smoke after one show, there's a layer of film that gets uh, on. Ah, dude, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. yeah, very easy, yeah. Wow, that's very beautiful, Coop. You know, you got the pink going. <laughs> Pink's your favorite color, huh? You got the pink it's, lantern. It's like you got bro, the, uh... it's rosy, you know? I, yeah. I love the decorative throw pillows behind you. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. You should give us a tour of your house, Coop. Yeah, we'll have to do that one time. Yeah. Oh my God, it, it, cigar Coop, the Cribs edition. I can do it. There's actually a really nice dining. I have a time of the rich and famous. Yeah. Hey, I'm Coop. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Every time we talk to Coop, he's in a different location now, though. How big is this house, man? Um, it's it's a decent sized house. It's not a mansion, but it's a decent sized house. We it's a we got five bedrooms here, but I have I had four kids. You gotta remember. Yeah. So Good point. So Coop, what's been going on uh, in the news world? Is there is there any new news? Do you do you have anything to to report? Um, yeah, there there's some things that are being reported. Um, the news has slowed down. I'm not gonna uh, kid you. Um, but there ha actually there's cigars that are making their way out. Um which is interesting. 
So the first one comes from General Cigar. Um, they have released a new extension to the Cohiba line called the Cohiba Royale. And there's a couple of things about this cigar that are interesting. They, they are uh, saying it has a Nicaraguan broadleaf wrapper. It's a Cohiba being made in Honduras, the Mexican Republic. And they're positioning this as one of the stronger, more older offerings in the Cohiba line. You know, it's interesting you brought up, just to pause on that, it's interesting you brought up General, because this week Aficionado came out with a rating of 93 on a produced Eric Espinosa cigar in the war zone. So, Eric, I mean, did you, did you know this was coming? Did you have any idea? No, I, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea, none. And how, how do you feel about now getting on the 93 with the Warzone collaboration? It, it's, it's wonderful. I, I mean, I was ecstatic about it because, um, you know, look, I, I was honored. Uh, you know, I know Abe doesn't call it collaboration, but whatever. But I was honored that, that <laughs> uh, you know, that they ch- they chose us and, and, you know, for us to make the, the cigars for them. You know, them being such a big company and uh and us being you know small and and uh they chose us which was wonderful you know uh, it was it really was you know we we i had an odd moment when when that came out you know in 93 it was i had no idea uh, and justin andrews texted to me and and what do i think it's uh you know i got a 93 on uh uh on, you know on uh harry ball's uh website that uh, he rated it a 93 you know you get those all the time but when i found out it was aficionado you you know they're they're, they're whether you call it whatever you want to call it but they're the bible of our industry um so uh, you know you know when i got a call and then you know i i, I got a call from everybody it started people calling me texting me congratulations and all that and and you know it, it was fantastic you know it really was you know it's a good feeling you know and we don't advertise with them you know i have a great relationship with aficionados though um but i don't advertise with them but uh you know maybe in the future we could do something together but i was amazed i really was you know, you I, know met, I met that I, I met justin at la zona palooza and uh i think i i pissed him off oh we remember <laughs> we remember really really <laughs> listen i didn't say nothing to piss him off i mean i mean look I'm a retailer, right? When I look at products or new releases, whatever, and they had that chop suey thing with the chopsticks on top, and you know, how am I gonna, how am I gonna, how am I gonna put that on my shelves? How am I gonna stack five boxes? Yeah, you got it. Show your chop suey. Uh, mine didn't come with chopsticks though. Oh, or somebody took it. So all I did was I made a simple comment, and I guess he got all mad over it. It's just like, yeah, oh, he loves you to death, bro. But how, um, how can you stack those? I mean, you just. You, you can't stack them. You can't put one on top of you. They could have put the chopsticks on the side of the box, and you could have still stacked boxes. But a lot of times when these manufacturers make brand, they, they're looking at the final product, not thinking of how it's going to go through the chain to get to the final consumer. Listen, I, I, I would have never got bad because that means you bought the product. You know, if you have a problem stacking my boxes, I could give three shits as long as you bought them. <laughs> <laughs> I could care, care less, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that means you bought them, you know. You know how do you stack these, dude? Are they selling? If you sell them fast enough, then you don't need to stack them, dude. Just get rid of them. You know what I mean, bro? If you order, fi- if you're ordering, if you're ordering five boxes of something, that's in a doable scenario. But if you're any of these mid to upper level guys, and you're, you know, when you get a new release, you're ordering fifty, a hundred boxes, or even twenty boxes. Twenty boxes ain't selling in thirty seconds. You know, I mean, it's. Just- I, I- 
You know, I, you gotta, I got you, bro. You, you got to put it somewhere until it sells and while I, it's selling. I understand, but I would love for everybody to call me and tell me, hey, bro, your boxes don't stack well. That means they bought it. You know? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> That's the way I look at it, you know? I didn't buy it. Yeah. Then why did you have a problem stacking it if you didn't have it? Listen, I made a comment on the packaging. It was a, oh, it was, oh. it was, it was a legitimate, viable comment. It wasn't had anything to do about the cigar or the quality of the cigar. It was a packaging comment. Listen, Abe, I got to tell all your listeners out there. Look, you, um, I love you to death, and I have no issue with any of the things that you do. You're, you're an honest guy. It's true. You got honest, Abe, but you know. At least you move on. You understand? There's people that some of the things that you say, they, they take it to heart. I don't. I really don't. I, I just, all right, it's over. Let's go have a beer. Listen, I, I mean, Abe started the same time I did. You know, we, we started our journey together. Um, literally. Know, but, literally. Yeah. But, 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 you know, the things that he says, you know, afterwards, hey, let's go get a beer. I don't take nothing personally when it comes to that. And he knows. He gives it to me. I give it to him, and 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 we go forward. You know, and I, I told that to Justin, and Justin's probably listening. I said, "Look, Abe is a wonderful guy. He's a fair guy. He really, really is." And I'm not saying that because you're on there. I tell that to everybody. You always have been a fair guy. Um, you know, you're different. You're different, and, and you try to do things different than anybody else because you're on top of your business. There's a lot of people that are not. You know everything that's going on, and. Um, and, you know, and if it's going to help your business by what you say, hey, listen, I have no issues with what you did this weekend. You're right. But, but you know, but listen, just so you know, Eric, I mean, it's, it's the way I, I, I like to be even with myself. And Adam can tell you, man, anytime we got a project that we don't know, somebody, I bring my top three or four guys I trust and we think tank it. And I want to hear those comments to me because I don't think of all the angles or everything all the time. And I, there's many times where I'll call Adam, Matt, Alex, you know, into my office and we will talk about stuff. And and that's one of the reasons why I like Matt so much. Cause Matt's always the first to tell me when he doesn't agree with me, because that's how you come to a better decision or a better concept. So I kind of do the same thing with other people. If I see something that, you know, Hey, look, great product, nice idea, but man, you know, if you make it, if you think it through, you could have made it a little bit better. And it's not like, it's not like I'm dissing somebody. It's just something like I would want to hear, right? But but that's what I tell everybody. You know, like yeah. sometimes I call, look, to make an appointment to go see you, whatever. Oh, he's not in the best of moods. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's never in the best of moods. Is that going to change? You know, I, I care less, you know. But, 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 but for people to understand you, there are a lot of people that don't know you personally like I do. I mean, you've always been a fair guy. Again, I'm not saying it because if you're not, I, I will say the same thing. You've always been a fair guy. You always, you know, you, you attack the problem. And once it's over with, let's go have a beer and let's go have a beer. And that's why I like to deal with men. I, 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 I like dealing with men. You know, I have no issues whatsoever. People telling me, you know, to my face, you know, what I did wrong. And if I felt if you're correct and you're right, okay, then we'll move forward. Yeah, I messed up. Let's go. Let's go have a beer. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't take none of those things personally. Um, and that's what I told Justin that because he didn't know you as well, and he, he kind of agreed with me. And he said, you know, but let me tell you something about that that project. I'm sorry to take up some of your time, Coop, but you're fine. You know, go ahead. Well, you know, we're, we're getting back to the, the the war zone. You know, um, for them being such a huge company, man, it, it was really a pleasure working with those guys because you know they let me do what what we had to do. Okay, and and they gave their opinion, of course. You know, uh, with the packaging, with the blending, with everything, they they gave their opinion, but. Um, it was really pleasant working with those guys. 
Um, and I thought it was the opposite. I thought, you know, corporate America, they got to go through this and, and, and through this hoop, through that hoop. And it wasn't that way. It really, really wasn't. We came up with the, with the packaging and, um, and, you know, and okay, let's make a, a little change here, a little change there. And it worked out brilliant. You know, they, they, we made it for them. They sold it out and, and, um, you know, everybody made money and, um, and everybody's happy. But for me to get, I think it was very important for that brand to get the 93 rating because it shows that, hey, listen, um, it means something. You understand? It was just it just meant a lot to us as, as a company. And I'm sure it meant some to them. You understand their first. I don't know if it's their first collaborate, uh, but, you know, it was definitely the first that they did with us. And, you know, and maybe something can come out of that. I don't know what could or what can't. But but it was really I was really proud of it, you know. I that was probably my one of my biggest moments. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think that our conversation with Justin ended pretty pretty good though, Abe. I think that we were kind of on the same page, and he. Wait, came... wait, you're talking about you're talking about La Zona Palooza. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I made a comment a few months ago that rubbed him the wrong way. I wasn't oh. trying to. Oh. This, this was way after. It was a couple this months. This was after ago. that. Yeah. Yeah. This I, came out later. Yeah, I just made a comment on packaging, which I, I've done with everybody. You know, I mean, I. I've done it with Eric. I've done it with every, everybody. I said, look, I mean, this, this is weird. But, you know, I've been, I, listen, and I've been wrong a lot, too. I thought, I thought no. the edge. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got two bills to prove it. I think, <laughs> at the, you know, when, when the edge came out, there wasn't a hundred count regular retail production package to put on a retail shelf. I thought that was absurd. And, you know, Christ, I mean, Rocky built his company around that single skew. Dude, I, and you imagine because you, you know we knew Rocky well, we know Rocky well, but when he changed it from Indian to back, because he came out with some dumb names. But back in the day, I used to laugh at it until I got my own company and, and understand and realize how hard it is to come up with names that are not taken or what have you. So he had some dumb names, and then he wanted to change the company to Rocky Patel. And I'm talking, hey, Rocky, there's no Indian, you know, that there's in the cigar industry. Why would you call it Rocky Patel, bro? Let's come up with another name. And look at I, him now. You know, I was I said, wrong with that I, too. You know, I said the same thing. I said, Patel, what are you going to sell these in Seven Elevens? I mean, come on, dude. No, there's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it goes. It, it went against the grain of everything. Yeah. You know, sure. You know, Central American and you know Cubanesque and tobacco related. You know, and and look, we're all, we're all wrong. Guy knocked it out of the park. All yeah, right, all right. So, Coop, what else is going on this week? Um, well, Agonarsa Leaf announced that they are bringing back uh, one of a line they introduced a few years ago. It's the uh, Lunatic Torch. Um, so that was a cigar they introduced in 2005. Um, but what they've been doing, as you know, Agonarsa Leaf is they have kind of been revamping their line. So the line now features new packaging on it, consistent with the other Lunatic cigars. Um, I think one of the important things, too, is the Torch has also been released in three new sizes. So originally, the Torch was available in more of a Churchill size, and now there's going to be three sizes, a 6.5 by 52, a 6.5 by 60, and a 4 and 3 quarter by 70. So that Lunatic line tends to have a lot of the larger ring gauges, and they're going to be keeping the Torch line in sync with that as well. Uh, plans up for that cigar to be released to select accounts in May and then opened up generally after that. Okay, fun stuff. Yep. Coop, what's your uh, what's your opinion? Are they going to have a trade show this summer? 
I don't see how they're going to have a trade show. I, and the reason is it has nothing to do with when this is going to end. I think it has to do with the damage that's already been done. Um, and I don't know how you're going to expect retailers to just pick up and then leave their business after they're just reopening. Like, which has always been an argument, like why the trade show is 4th of July. They can't leave their business. And in this case, I don't know how maybe if these retailers are open, maybe for three or four weeks, how are you, then how are you going to go out there? How are they going to have the funding to spend at this? Because when they go there, they're expected to spend. The other thing I don't understand, and maybe Eric can tie in with this. How are the manufacturers doing their plans right now? We're getting within that. We're getting close to 60 days in, in a few weeks. I'm not. I'm not because I don't think they're going to have it. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm yeah. downsizing. I'm, I'm definitely not taking my display, right. the big display I have, uh, you know. And um, and the truth is, look, uh, um, if for some reason a miracle happens and, and, and they have it, and then, you know, I will have to go unprepared and do just, you know, some quick BS. But but I, I seriously, seriously doubt it. Before you came on, we were talking about, you know, when they cancel yeah. Wimbledon and they cancel the U.S. Open and they cancel mm-hmm. the Olympics, which is more or less the same time as the yeah. trade show. Exactly. How is it possible they're not going to do it? You know, Vegas is closed right now. Vegas is not open. That's- yeah. And do a, and do a lot of people really want to be around people? I, I mean, you know, it's still a trade show. You're still going to be in Vegas, where where maybe there might be a lot of people. If it's open, you never know, uh, and everyone's going to be hesitant to 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 hang out. This is this is this is going to definitely change changes for for a while. You know, are we going to go to sporting events? You know, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to take a while before, and, and definitely people are not going to go to trade shows. That's my opinion. Trade shows are, are you uh, know, they were dying to begin with. They, they, they were. They, I don't. You, you, there are places that don't have gatherings of ten people. How are you going to put a thousand people into a trade show? There's not one trade show that's going on right now at that time in July. All of them are pretty much getting canceled. So I, I, I have a feeling the delay is because I think someone's waiting to make the first move to cancel it, whether it's Vegas or the PCA right now. And I think that's probably why there hasn't been an announcement made. Listen, kudos to them. Listen, or maybe they want to wait until they until they have a date to move it to. Do you think, Coop? Or I mean, I guess that's not really possible. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I, I doubt they'll reschedule this this year. I um, so I think I think it will be just and maybe this is the year to just shut it down and and kind and of address some of the other problems. Yeah. yeah. And it's, if you're going to shut it down, you have a, you have a legitimate reason to shut it down. Um, and I don't think anyone would, would, would criticize that. And, and just look for next year. It's just it's, it's I don't think it's meant to be this year. Yep. I was saying the same thing. I just think it's, this is the perfect year to restructure and take a break and, you know, figure out what you need to do. It, you know, Abe, the, when I went to the trade show last year, you know, I had my my I had my own battle with infectious disease a year ago. And I actually, Eric, I stopped going to sporting events and concerts because I'm worried my immunity was down. But I was really afraid of going to the trade show last year because that was the first big crowd I was in. So you can imagine how I'm feeling this year. I really like I, the trade show is my biggest time of the year for coverage. I hate to give that up, but I'm afraid to actually go there right now, you know, just because of my history. Coop, let me ask you a question. Did you go to TPE? Yeah. I don't remember. Did you? That was you dangerous. Know, yeah, we we saw it. Like I say, that's how the crowd. Right, right. I'm sorry because I, I don't remember. You know, but you know how many people came back sick. I was a amazed, Eric. That I wasn't the one that came back sick. You're right. A lot of people would. I mean, sick. And I was and, wondering and, if it was COVID actually too. A million percent. That's what it was. Listen, my son came mm-hmm. back sick. Uh, I was talking to Michael Janini. Uh, the same symptoms. Uh, Eric from Dojo. 
there was a, a lot of people came back of TPE uh, yeah. uh, sick. I had um, I had um, uh, one time the uh, I, I threw up. I I haven't thrown up in thirty years. And I don't know if this had to do with that, but I came back and I I threw up one day, one night, about eleven times, you know. And then um, my wife got you know, but it was like two or three days. It wasn't the fourteen days like they tell you. But my son definitely had it. Uh, Michael Giannini definitely had it. Eric definitely had it. Oh, so um, you had it, yeah. And but everyone said it was a common uh, flu, uh, you know, which it wasn't, uh, um, you know. But thank God everybody recuperated, you know. And and I don't think it was as strong as what it is now because uh, I, I didn't know of anybody that you know that got it and died from it or what have yeah. you. But um, you know, it's definitely that's what it was. Yeah, you know, Eric. What's interesting? I'm not not getting a debate about this too much, but you know, I see people always compare these numbers, the flu numbers, right? People don't realize how this COVID thing is rapidly spreading. And if you look at where this thing was in January, which we were at that, maybe it was that, but it was still a small percentage compared to now New York, 700 people dying a day. Mm-hmm. This is this is like people don't realize how fast this is spreading. But every time I see them compare it to a flu, it's like flus don't spread at that same rate, and they've cum- they accumulate over time. So it's like I said, how I didn't get sick at TPA, I still am amazed. Because oh, I always use thank, th- thank God. Me too. Because yeah. all the travel, my yeah. you know, immune system's up. You know, I I think I'm already uh, immune to these emergencies and airborne because that's all I I, yeah. I I drink and I take. But um, you know, I, I get nervous about this because I know I get sick all the time. Yeah. Valid point. Uh, so, Coop, anything else going on this week? Oh. <laughs> No laugh. Uh, I have a podcast this week with the uh, special guest Justin Andrews. <laughs> hey, uh, can I call in? Uh, we'll see. Oh, yeah, hey, that's a no. <laughs> uh, Coop doesn't have call-ins. That's the thing. <laughs> let me let, let me tell you something about that kid. That kid is a brilliant kid. <laughs> and, and and him and I talked about UA before, and and I and I've told him the same thing that I said. He is a phenomenal human being, real smart, sharp guy. Um, he really he really is, you know. And, and he's done well for it with, with that company. He's got great ideas, you know. Um, that day he didn't know you, you know, like like I told you, he didn't know what you were about and stuff like that. And him and I spoke, and and he's fine with it. You understand what I'm hey. saying? But but you know, just sure. to let you know. I have no issues with Justin. In fact, when we met him and we we had him on on KMA at La Zona Palooza, it was a great interview and we yeah, got to know cool him a little bit better. He really was cool as hell. And 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 a lot of the stuff that we talked about on the show about how, you know, how the big companies relate with companies like you, right? A lot of there's a lot of sentiment in the industry, and there are some big companies maybe that do this, that maybe that don't, but you know, they're not there to work and help with guys like Eric, right? So. But there are, and here's a perfect example of where they do, and and it did, and it was, and look, at the end of the day, honestly, I'm all for any procedure that ends up making a quality cigar that people love, because that's what we're we're about, you know? If it takes five companies to get together and come up with something that everybody in the country is loving and enjoying, that's that's a great thing for me. I'm, I'm all right with it. Go ahead, Coop. No, no, I, uh, you know, I've known Justin Abe for a long time. Um, he actually, he actually understands the business. He understands tobacco. Um, he, he's really, he's a good guy. He's one of the good guys. At General is very lucky to have him. 
I'll yeah. be, man. I know Justin for Justin started with a company called Lou Rodriguez Cigars. Uh, I remember North Carolina. So I got to know Justin pretty well uh, back then. And um, you know, we, you know, a lot of us thought even then he was doing some good things there. He was starting to get into some some of the tobacco into things. Then the company went under. Justin was out of the business for a while, and then he resurfaced at General. And I just knew he was going to be uh, someone there that that was going to do well. So. I, I give him some kudos there too. He is a really good guy. I'll, I'll vouch for everything Eric says on that. Well, and and he's based in North Carolina. He, he he based in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he lives uh I think he lives further north, like up towards the Raleigh area. And I think he commutes between Richmond during the week, which is where General is. Coop, have you, have you ever invited him to your house? Um, no, I actually haven't. Do you invite anybody to your house, Coop? Uh, we have had, uh, I think the, I think the one guy who did the, uh, Zev actually did. Oh, Zev, Zev, was, yeah, Zev was in Charlotte. Scott Weeks also. Those yeah. two guys are in Yeah, Charlotte. well, he, he's based, yeah, in North Carolina. If, yeah. if I, if you ever invite me to your house, can I smoke in that chair where you're at? <laughs> you know what? I, I will make, I will let that happen. <laughs> my man, that's my boy. Cool yeah, right I mean, there, boy. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, Eric, uh, you, 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 you guys all have a, you guys are all welcome here anytime. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm just busting your tail. I, I don't smoke in my house neither, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, cause I know what it's done. I mean, you know, I tell the story to everybody. Growing up, I hated cigars because my dad would smoke inside the house, and I've seen everything that, you know. So I go outside, and especially now that you're home all the time, right? You know, I my mean, wife set, set some up outside for me, you know. To but I can't st- sit still, you know. I'm doing these interviews and these podcasts, and I got to get up. And and I did one here in the office the other day. My son, can you sit down, bro? You're driving everybody crazy. I mean, you, you know, standing up and stuff. So, look, I smoke in my car, and I have to really clean it out afterwards. Not, but again, not because of the smell. I can deal with the smell. It's it's the film that kind of gets on that. I can care less. I smoke in my car all the time. It could be the first day I took it out of the lot. I smoke in my car. That's I, my I, 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 I do when I got my car last year. I care I less. I, I took care less. I smoke in every car. rentals? Yep. Yeah. Every yeah. rental. I, I, There's I a lot of rig, get Rick Rodriguez. Let me, help do all, let me help you all out on the secret to rental because I've never been caught once smoking in a rental car. Right? Here's where everybody makes the mistake. You get a product like Infinity Blast, something we carry, or anything similar to that, right? And you can't just spray the car down. Okay? You have to spray it in the air vents. That's and, turn, yeah. and turn the air vents on so that it goes through the air conditioning system, especially if you're renting a car somewhere where you're using the air conditioning or the heat. Because if you don't and the car smells great, the second somebody turns on the heat or AC, they're getting a whole blast of smoke and tobacco smell. So yeah. you've got to spray the air vents. So, so, so here's, here's a couple of secrets. Avis right about that. So, and I'll yeah. tell you a, a quick story. I used to like rent the car and then call thirty minutes later. Hey, dude, th- this car smells like smoke. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> well, and they write it down. That's a good idea. But you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. So we're in uh, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. We're doing a tent event, and I, I love Rick Rodriguez. I, I know Rick Rodriguez since I started in the industry. He used to be a rep back in the day in Florida, and um, he, I got him a little drunk and and. And so he had to go to the airport in about three hours. And, and, and I said, look, why don't you go to sleep for a little bit in your car? It was cold. You know, no, I leave. you're not driving, dude. You're not driving. So I, I put him in the car. I, um, I lowered the windows. It was cold. I said, go to sleep. I'll come back. I, I set the alarm. I'll come back and you'll make it to your flight. But, you know, so he slept for like a couple hours. But when I laid him down, 
he's got two large fries scattered everywhere in his back seat. I swear to God, McDonald's fries. And I'm like, this kid's a pig, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> you know? I was like, so anyway, I didn't ask him anything because he was drunk. So a couple of hours later, I come back and I wake him up. He, oh, dude, I needed that. So I give him a little test, you know, road test, you know, touch your nose, you know, all this stuff. And, and he was good. <laughs> so I said, Rick, I got to ask you a question, bro. What's with the two large, what's with the two fr- the fries in the back seat? He says, Eric, that eats up the smell of, 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 <laughs> of the smoke. I, I said, that? He goes, yeah, look, it's like a sponge. The fries are like a sponge. It'll <laughs> soak some of that. And, and when you turn in the car, you know, well, people are going to tell you, it smells like fries. <laughs> you know, it doesn't smell like smoke. So that works for him. And, and they say even, uh, um, Coffee grinds, you know the coffee grinds. You put them on the bottom of the seat, and and, and that'll overpower the smell of the uh, of the smoke. So everyone's got their trade secrets, you know. But I smoke in any car. I can care less. If you pick me up or whatever, and I can't smoke in your car, I'm not getting it. There you go. Abe, I mean, I, I can't I, hear you, Abe. Just so you know. Yeah, but Eric, Eric, Eric. The problem with your system is there have been hundreds of people all over the country who've gotten billed. And they're called, it, I didn't smoke in that car. What do you mean it smelled like smoke after yeah. I turned it in? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. that, that they, they caught on to the, the, the first one. Yeah. I've done but that before. Me, I've got try... rentals that reeked. And I'm like, this car, st-. and not just cigarettes. Like it, just, it smells like smoke and disgusting. Like I've had rentals that are, are horrific. But they, try you know, the fries. Yeah. Try, try <laughs> McDonald's fries in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, Listen, the easiest... The, the easiest way, insurance-wise, if you just want to like not worry about it, go to like an auto boat car wash, do a full-service car wash before you take it back. That's the worst case if you if you're really that worried. And if you like, if I do a long rental for like two weeks or something like that, that's what I'm gonna do. It's it's um you know rather than pay a fine on top of that, you know, it's a little extra money, but it's worth it. You don't have to worry. You don't do anything crazy that way. And they never know. Can you? Yeah, tell they clean them the same way. Smoke? What? Can, can you can you pay extra and tell them you're gonna smoke in it? Well, you just pay the fine. I mean, you just pay the fine. It would be the same thing. But um, I've, ta- I, I've taken a car wash. That's what they do at the, at, when you return a car. Is they just clean it inside just like at a car wash. So, you know, it's like 25 bucks to do it um, at that point rather than pay the fine. Just do it, do it yourself before taking it back. Can you see? Can you see? Yeah. <laughs> what in the world? It keeps freezing on your disposition. It's hilarious. Hang it's, on. Let me see if I can get it again. Uh, it's got to be your. Um, it's got to be your computer, Abe, because it's not. Re- it's not oh, freezing what? on my side. What is he doing? That's how he fixes his bangs. He does That's his bangs hilarious. like this. Oh, you guys are cruel. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Adam, show, show Abe how you comb your bangs. Show him. Hey. He's still frozen on my screen. <laughs> trying to keep the hair out of the face. All right, well, like Coop, Coop, what else is coming up on Cigar-Coop? What can we look forward to? Are there more uh, reviews coming up? Yeah, I'm going to be reviewing on um, Monday the Jaime Garcia Limited Edition 2019. Um, coming up is the LFD TAA Cigar Natural from last year. Um, and then I also have in the queue, it may, it may be early next week, is uh, the Protocol Soul Robert Peel Natural. Oh, okay. Oh. Yep. Yep. Juan Cancel is on now, actually. Yep, yep. So, uh, so yeah, stay tuned on that. We definitely look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, so everything's good otherwise. Mm-hmm. Excellent. 
Everyone's betting on how many bros I'm going to say. I haven't said bro once other than right now, correct? Uh, uh, there were a couple. I don't know about I, that. <laughs> I counted a couple. But, yeah, that was before I came on. I, th- I think it's definitely the under so far is definitely what has happened if you if I were a gambling man. Yeah, it's not as much as you would think. Oh, okay. Everyone keeps telling me I'm, I'm the bro guy. I don't know. I don't think I say bro all the time. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. Why don't you, uh, Abe, 24-hour bet if, if if Eric can't say bro? It's impossible. It's literally Yeah, you impossible. have to monitor that, yeah. He's, but, but you, he loses. It's subconscious. It's like a period at the end of the sentence where it starts with bro. <laughs> bro. Bro. It's a Cuban thing. Hey, listen. I'm honored that something I've signed is so treasured that you keep it on your desk for displayable purposes at any given moment. I almost lost it, Abe. I almost <laughs> lost it. We never see those signed bills that you have to sign. There's, a, there's only very few of them. I mean, those <laughs> That's two, what we want to see, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Coop, Coop, look. I've been showing them all there. Look. Oh, they're 20, 20 and 10. Look at that. Abe does yes. a full round. Well, yeah. I, doubled, I doubled down, Coop. I, <laughs> when we were coming up with the name for FUBAR, Eric didn't know what it was. I said, how do you not know what FUBAR means? Everybody knows what FUBAR means. Like, ah, I don't know what it is, bro. So I called one of my managers and he said, will you tell Eric what FUBAR meant? I'll bet you $10 signed bill. And the guy didn't know. So then I called my normally go-to resource, walking encyclopedia of useless facts. I doubled down with Adam K and then lost the 20. <laughs> so, Worst uh, things have happened, Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't keep going because they, they don't make a $40 bill. But, uh... <laughs> well, when, when, listen, when Adam, when Adam got it wrong, I wasn't betting on anybody else in my staff. Yeah, you knew immediately. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. Uh, well, Coop, you, you haven't even left the house, right? You, you're, no, I haven't. Gone out for you? Yeah, I haven't left the house since the 18th of March. I do have to leave the house for something pretty soon, so that's going to end. I mean, I've been outside on my property and stuff like that. But, uh, I, in fact, I had to start my car the other day. My car's been sitting for almost three weeks and hadn't started it. So I actually just started up the car. Hey, mine, let me tell you something. Mine too, my I, battery I to, died. I had to, no, I, I drive every couple of days just to get out of the house. But I actually had to stop by the gas station, put some gas in, and I went in to get something. And let me tell you something. First off, in the gas station... They hung plastic all from the ceiling that hangs down right in front yeah, of the work area yeah. with a little slot at the bottom, right? But let me tell you something. Dude, people just aren't respecting the six-foot rule, man. I'm at the register, and they're walking up. I'm walking away. I'm walking. I'm playing duck and roll in this place. Everybody's, like, walking right up to everybody. I'm like, I, are you guys living in a bubble? Dude, stay, stay back. The register ain't going nowhere, man. Why do you got to line up all on my back while I'm at the register? Dude, it was, it was like... It was like duck and roll. It was like I couldn't believe it. Do you wear a mask, Abe? Nah. I I I, I have those N95s because you know the I, from, I from don't, the city, but I don't have any, man. I just went in real quick. I stayed far away from everybody. Listen, and I'm on this thing now. I I, I do the math if I gotta buy something. I let them keep the change. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Here you go. Here's my money. I was like, you know, eight dollars left. Keep the change. Yep. I go to the, I go to the car. I got a thing of wipes. I wipe it all down. Throw the bag out. Take it home. I mean, I but I don't go out for much. But if I have to, yeah, that's how I do it. Same thing. Uh-oh. Yeah. We got that a whole pro- awesome. we got a whole process for grocery deliveries, man. 
They come up to the house. I open the garage. They bring it all in, leave it on the garage, and they leave. Then my daughter and I go out there with gloves. We take everything out of the bags, wipe everything down with Lysol, and then we bring it in the house. Yep, us too. Same thing. The, 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 the problem is getting the Lysol. We've been lucky. In fact, I just traded uh, uh, Paul a <laughs> bottle of wine for some Lysol. There's a Lysol shortage? Of course there's a Lysol shortage. You're kidding oh, yeah. me. I didn't know that. I know there's a toilet paper shortage, but I knew there was a No longer. There's no Lysol anywhere, whether it's in the stores or whether it's on Amazon. We've been having a hard time getting it. And Paul texted last, I think it was last Saturday, you know, or something. Yeah. He was at Costco and he found some. And I called him right away. He's like, oh, I left already. I was like, oh, man, I was going to have you grab me some. But he's like, look, I got some for my parents and they got some. So if you want, I got a pack for you. So he left it on his doorstep. Paul left it on his doorstep. With a ribbon yeah. on it, <laughs> with a post-it on it that said "Happy Disinfecting," and, and we left a disinfected bottle of wine on his porch. <laughs> it was a good bottle. Yeah, Coop, they, nice. they're limiting how many you can get too. So I was at Costco and they had, you know, a box of disinfectant wipes. They're you know Kirkland brand or whatever, but there there's a four pack in there. They only let you buy one box. And they they were enforcing it too. I saw them telling people you can't buy two. And there, some hey. lady was some lady was like, "I have two credit cards. I'll do two separate transactions." They're like, "You're one individual." It was getting heated there. Listen, eggs same oh. way. I, I don't know about you guys, but eggs have been uh, uh, eggs are tough. Limit, Toilet paper's easy now. Limit limit one egg. Limit one egg, dude. There's six in my household. That's like one meal. Yeah. One dozen eggs. So you got to go to Costco what? and get like the thirty pack, but even then, they're not like the the normal eggs that we get, like the organic cage. How oh, is there an egg shortage? Yeah. And the price the price of eggs has gone up tremendously too. There's less people eating out. How 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 are there, how are there less eggs all of a sudden? Because because there's less people eating out. Everybody's cooking now at home. But the eggs got to be going somewhere. They're going to go on the restaurant. Eggs. This channel, like, yeah, they got to be going somewhere. You would think the, name, the, the, hey, the people who distribute to the restaurants want to distribute to the consumer channels. I'm not understanding this. Publix has had a, a limit of one dozen eggs per per thing for a while now. Yep. Toilet paper is kind of easy to get now. I, I never even wanted it, dude. I mean, Jesus, is that, that's like the last thing of, of dire necessities of things you need to find being quarantined. Toilet paper's at the bottom. I don't know about that. I mean, but, you know. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a bidet and I have a shower. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Listen, listen. First off, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I stopped using toilet paper eleven years ago after my first kid was born. So educators, Abe, what what do you do? <laughs> yeah, dude, babe, baby wipes. It's the only way to go, bro. You yeah, want to be nice. Those are hard to get right now too. I've, I've been, we've got always a good supply of baby wipes, and, and since I'm the only one in the house that uses them, they don't go that bad. But yeah, baby, dude. After I discovered baby wipes, I've never. I, I hate using toilet paper. I I keep a thing of baby wipes at the shop just when I have to go. Get nice and clean, man. Nobody wants to dry rub shit. That's true. I I yeah, used to have a bidet in my old house. I had a bidet in my old house, that, but. Uh, I have one here, but I haven't hooked it up. It's one that that gets hooked up to it, but that's a way more, a way better way to do it too. Listen, since we're in this topic, I'm going to continue the topic. Hey, <laughs> not every time you go to the bathroom and do number two it, it, is it's the same. There's sometimes there's just one wipers, there's just two wipers, and there's three. Wipers. 
Hey, or never I can't imagine that, that you know, I cannot imagine that a baby wipe when it's like a three wiper doing baby. anything. Yeah. Baby, <laughs> listen, baby wipe baby wipes handle every situation, bro. You might have to double or triple it up sometimes, but it'll handle every situation. All right. I gotta try that one day. And your poor sewage system. I mean, you get the flushable yeah. ones, I'm assuming, but they're they say flushable one at a time. <laughs> that, that, that that sounds like it's a plumber's problem. Well, when your sewer backs up from all the when your sewer backs up, you'll know. Yeah, eleven yeah. years, eleven years hasn't backed up once yet, so works yeah. for me. Believe me, let it happen once. I've I've had it happen to me at jobs that I've worked at. It is the most disgusting thing ever. When there's drains in your on your property that you didn't know existed, and poop comes flying out of them. <laughs> I know. Hasn't happened once. This is the shittiest episode of KMO. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're all here to have a wonderful conversation about you know bowel movements. Yay! Wonderful. Eric. Eric. Yes. Yes. Are, are you are you pushing Junior to for any grandbabies yet? Well, dude, not, now's the time. I be, of course, I've been I'm, pushing him. I'm telling you, man, you go, they're gonna get pregnant. Listen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been pushing. Now he's on uh, doing this. Uh, I don't know, uh, one of these video games. Uh, they, they, he talks to people all over the country, and they kill each other or whatever. You know, I was doing a uh, podcast. I was, uh, I forget what it was. I don't know if it was dojo, whatever it was. And then he comes on late, and um. And I think it was Jack Tarano said, hey, uh, Junior's joining us. Uh, he, he goes, did you stop playing the game? He goes, I got shot. I got killed. So that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm on the podcast. You know? But you, of course, you, I've been pushing him. Are you ready to be a grandfather? Absolutely, bro. You know, I, I need to tone it down, bro. I, you know, I, uh, you know I, I, I do. I am ready. You know, so, I've been ready for a while. So when it happens, can I call you Gramps? You can come wherever you want. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't take none of that personally. I, I can care less, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, um, I just want him to do it. You know, let's go, let's roll. You know, I, I hear that being a grandparent is, is, is funner than being a father, uh, because you know you can give them back. You know what I mean? Uh, the kids, you can't. You're stuck with them. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of kids, you know, uh, nine months from now being born. There's going to be a lot of divorces. <laughs> yes, I agree. There, there's, there's going to be there's, there's, there's going to be a lot of murder. Um, you know, the other day, you know, my, my wife was brushing her hair, you know, down and she couldn't see. So she asked me to hand her the uh, blow dryer. So accidentally I gave her my gun, but it didn't work. <laughs> Yeah. No, she's fine. I got an incredible wife. She don't. She she's cool. She's good people. Are you yeah, going I'm to the office every day still? Every day, I come. Yeah, to the so office. she so she's fine with that then. <laughs> yeah, we're good with it. You know, I come in. My son, my son's the only one that comes over to the office. So I'm sitting down playing poker, and he looks at me. He goes, uh, "You came to the office to play poker?" I said, "Wouldn't you?" And he goes, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm here at the office now." You know. Well, you know, it's fun. It's funny because me and a couple of the guys kind of had this plan when we go on quarantine, right? We'd all say, "Hey, we got to go check on the shop," and like five of us were going to go down and play poker and you know just get away from the house once a week, right? 
then all of a sudden people start dying around us. And we're like, yeah, no, uh, plan, no, plan no, B. no, plan, plan B. B and, no, I didn't yeah. have plan B. It just gets boring. I, I was never the guy, you know, to stay at home. And, and, you know, I've watched a lot of, you know, thank God for that, you know, the, the stuff you do. What is that called? Whereby or whatever, you know? Yeah. I, I get on that. I get on the protocol, uh, dojo one. Um, I do events, a lot of events with shops. Uh, uh, every day I've had something to do, you know, so that that keeps me busy, you know. So, you know, it, it is what it is. We got to do what we got to do, but it's boring, man. It really is. And sometimes in life you got to be careful what you wish for because I used to bitch a lot about, you know, having to get flights and, and and this and that and now that you're home you yeah. want to you, you want to go somewhere listen you know? i used to bitch about every monday manic mondays was always like a crap day right everything built up over the weekend and was slapped on you monday morning and i just made a post the other day i said man what i would do to have another manic monday right now just be able to go in the sure. day and deal with all the crap on monday because everything's on hold i mean we don't realize all the little stuff that take up our day all my legal battles are on hold all this is on hold everything's on hold looking for the studio for came on hold i feel like my life was like 250 miles an hour on autobahn and now like i'm cruising the neighborhood at 50 miles an hour and it's like i don't even know how to cope and there's a lot more people to have it worse and i'm not talking about you know, physical. How, how about everyone? You know, those kids that are graduation. They won't have a graduation. The kids prom. that prom, the, prom. prom. The 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 athletes who 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 are not going to be able to show their stuff. You know, their senior year. You know, the running backs, the quarterbacks, what have you. You know, um, if they have a great senior year, they 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 might get you know recruited. You know, it's great March Madness. You know, I remember the the. What's the guy, Kimball Walker? You know, nobody knew who he was, but he had a phenomenal a March Madness, and he got drafted. You know, all that's gone. You, you know, it's 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 crazy, man. It's it really is. You know, but if you if you notice, you know, there's always somebody got bigger issues than you do. So I feel we're blessed. You know, I do have a couple friends that that, that have the virus, and you know, um, and we're praying for them. Uh, you know, hopefully they get out of this. Uh, you know, with nothing happened. You know, but. This is real, man. This is real, you know. And they sit home, and I know Abe said too, you know. And I, at first, I didn't believe it all. Oh, this is BS, yada yada yada. But you know, it's it. it, it when it, once it hits home, you understand that this shit's real. Yep, absolutely. Listen, Kirk Kendall goes practicing for retirement. This ain't no. This is practicing for prison, bro. Retirement, uh, you get to go out. Of, <laughs> retirement, you get to go out of your house and do stuff. All this is is warm up in case you ever got to go to jail. Uh, dude, it's it's crazy. I mean, how many of you guys, you know, nothing's happened, but how many of you guys, like, any of you guys uh, own a gun or whatever? Not, I, I don't leave my house without my gun. I mean, not that anything's going to happen, but now I, you know, you, you never know now, you, you know. Uh, um, you know, because um, all these uh, gun shops, they were packed before this. They're closed now, but you, I couldn't find bullets. I bought, yeah. I bought a small, I bought a small armory before we closed the store. Yeah, Literally. Uh, I mean, you know. Listen, yeah. listen, it's, it's, it's not, it's, 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 you, you'd rather be safe than sorry. Sure. I, I, my operation guy woke up the other morning, calls me up. He had two people doing meth in his backyard. Did he join them or did he throw them <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> out? And deal with them. You know, and and then you know, the, they, it took them like an hour for the cops to show up. Wow! 
I mean, and, and this is, you know, in a, in a nice suburban neighborhood. It's not like, you know, two people just like in his backyard vicinity doing crack, getting wasted, a guy and a girl. Jeez. I mean, you don't think that leads to a break-in at some point? Sure, because they need the money to go buy more. Yeah. It, it's, 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 you got to be careful, man. You got to be careful. Absolutely. And we hope everybody's being careful out there. Make sure you're washing your hands and not touching your face. And uh, it's been another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio. Eric, thanks for being here, for uh, taking time out of your busy Saturday morning at the office. Coop, thanks for uh, showing Thank us you. your, your uh, sitting room. Uh, we hope next time you have another fun and exciting room for us to see. I'll make sure it's another room next week. <laughs> I got a good uh, one next week for us. Oh, I look forward to that very much. Uh, yeah. So every, make sure everybody checks out Coop's uh, blog this week with uh, Justin. Uh, that'll be coming up this week on Thursday? Tuesday. It'll be Tuesday this week, yeah. Tuesday. All right. So there you go. That's something to look forward to on Tuesday you can go and enjoy. Uh, who's going to join us next week, Paul, from Quarantine Island? Uh, next week is going to be Nick Melillo from Foundation. Oh, oh wow. nice. Nice. Good. Be good to talk to Nick, see what's going on in his world. Um, Eric, stay safe, man. Give, yep. give my best to Junior. And uh oh. Like that cigar, Eric. <laughs> I already did. Uh, this is my second cigar. I already okay. did. <laughs> uh, Smoke me if you got them, everybody. We hope everyone has enjoyed this edition of the KMA Talk Radio from home. And we will see you all next week. Till then, and as always, let's keep it lit. Keep it lit, everybody. Peace.